So you got a whole uh, alpha team now, don't you? But you, but you have a wealth of knowledge that is beneficial to a lot of people, and it we can move the needle. How often do you hear a hunting podcast? We talked about this. People relate to this. All right, everybody. I've got Kenneth by my side to help me with this next podcast because I know nothing about duck hunting. Uh, but I have uh, the South Dakota Duck Commander, Sean Weaver, on the mic. What's up, man? Uh, I like that title. I don't know if I earned it, but I like it. You, you've got a hell of a duck hunting following. What do we, what do we got here? Uh, yeah. You got 43,000 followers duck hunting. That's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. When I when I get my own... Uh, a and E show, then then we can start talking Duck Commander, right? <laughs> so it, it's actually funny with the, the Duck Commander. Before we kick kick this off, like my my experience with duck hunting, I was stationed in Korea, and one of my uh, super close friends now he's retired, uh, Stephen Tetralt. He had the old eight track, uh, not eight track VHS uh, Duck Commander of Phil Phillips way back in the day, like 80s or early 90s or whatever of the Duck Commander. That was my first oh, yeah. experience duck hunt where they're like, he ate a peanut out of a duck's ass on one of the videos <laughs> and they like, they'd spit, you know, <laughs> cut them boys. And I like oh, had yeah. a hard on for duck hunting. And then I went once and I'm like, this is not for me. Uh, but that was my initial experience was <laughs> Phil Roberts with, uh, with duck hunting. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Those, those old videos of theirs. And I love now they've converted a bunch of them and put them on YouTube. Um, so you can watch some of that old stuff they used to do, but that was the duck commanders. I liked was the nineties, like, uh, still filming on a film camera, just Southern boys killing ducks. Oh yeah. And that's what I grew up watching. I mean, those videos are awesome. Just ground sleeves and ducks. Like it's no, <laughs> no one's business. It was awesome. Yeah. They, they whacked a copper head on one of them, uh, <sighs> <laughs> coming up with a boat but but before we get all duck commandered out tell everybody a little bit about yourself yeah man i uh grew up in iowa which uh, anyone that knows much about duck hunting is a pretty rough place to be a duck hunter um you're surrounded on all sides by good duck hunting but it isn't in central iowa so grew up there then moved to south dakota and uh the rest is history. Started being a hunting guide while I was in college and then uh, started making videos of our hunts. And that was kind of when YouTube was still, you know, YouTube was still in a place where you could go viral. It wasn't so mature as it is now. And we had some videos of our hunts that kind of took off uh, for the outfitter I was working for. And we started booking clients from like all over. And I mean, all over, we had some snow goose guys come from Scotland and France and because they saw us on YouTube and, uh, you know, and, and Facebook too, actually the, the videos were on Facebook. And so that was kind of the moment I realized I could make, uh, make a living doing video work as much as working as a hunting guide. So started kind of building a niche as a, as a TV producer and as a videographer in the, you know, in the waterfowl space. And here I am. So uh, I, again, excuse me for my, the, the ignorance or whatever. I just figured I better get like a duck hunting guy on no bullshit. I knew you were mm-hmm. on, you were, you know, you're somebody that was on my, my, my I followed you. And I told yep. uh, Jerry, I was like, Hey, we should get this guy on. He's like, Oh, I know Sean. And I, so you guide duck hunters, um, like you, you, like you take a group of people out and, uh, like ground blinds. I, I used to. Okay. I used to. Yeah. How did that go? I don't, I don't work as an outfitter anymore. Oh man. It dude, that's a hard <laughs> job. That's a hard way to make a living. Um, because you can't charge people what you would charge, let's say to, you know, go shoot a moose or trophy elk. Right. Like, I mean, you might get, if you have a big fancy lodge, you might get 1700 bucks, 1800 bucks for three days of hunting. Um, if you're just doing day rate guiding for waterfowl, you're getting anywhere from, let's say 
250 to 400 depending on where you're at so um that sounds horrible and then you yeah. count <laughs> oh dude dude and then you count all the like scouting you got to do there was a year where i put 88,000 miles on my pickup yeah in that's a year a lot. yeah 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 it was pretty rough so but i mean i loved it i absolutely loved it you know it was it was fun to guide and it was a fun gig while you're in college um but it's you don't meet many old duck hunter old duck hunting guides you know there's not many of them that make it a living for very long gotcha so for those of us that are like me that don't mess around with the, the duck hunting, it looks like that is a very um, sought after, like there's a, a, it is addictive. People get all um, uh, geeked out on it. Like I've been to shows where they've got like the uh, decoys that like wobble around and vibrate and shit and wings spinning. Like how much money do yeah, you lucky have ducks. in lucky ducks? So how much money do you have in decoys as a guess? Your wife's not listening, right? Uh, yeah, I would say, man, if, whew, geez, I don't know. I would say I have upwards of $15,000 of decoys. That's it? Holy shit, that's insane. So with those decoys, <laughs> like, I just spent fourteen grand on a camera lens, so I can't say shit. But with those decoys, no. <laughs> what, uh, like, for your spreads, and, and again, like, uh, people are going to be laughing at me, but so my experience was kind of like what Kenneth has been doing recently is just puddle jumping, like just hiking around, mm -hmm. busting up. And then I didn't have a dog, so I had to go get him myself. Um, <laughs> but like I, my friends that are into this, obviously they have, um, you know, the duck boats or, or whatever. And that, you know, whether yeah. they're down South and they're in swamps or what, anyway, like what's the standard, like where you're at in South Dakota, what what what's your like standard set set? And it seems like duck hunting is an early man sport, but I could be wrong. And it looks like you freeze your duck oh, yeah. off a lot. Yeah, you better, <laughs> dude. Yeah, you gotta you gotta. Well, you have the moments of action, and then you sit freezing your ass off for you know five hours, um, and you're sweaty and you're wet, right? Like you it, staying dry is so hard when you're playing around in the water. But for, so. I mean, it just duck hunting can be as much or as little as you want it to be gear intensive wise. So on the low end, right, you got the puddle jumping, no dog, like all you need is a pump shotgun. And then um, on the high end, you have like the snow goose hunters with 10,000 decoys and diesel pickups and 24 foot enclosed trailers. So, you know, you can have half a million dollars of gear wrapped up into it, or you can have or you can have nothing, you know, 300 bucks. Um, for me, I like pretty much three different things. I do love snow goose hunting, but I just don't have the money to dump into a, you know, giant full body spread of snow goose decoys. So what I really like to do a lot of, um, is like water hunting ducks and then field hunting both ducks and geese. Um, so I have kind of, you'd say two different spreads. I'd have my water spread. That's a boat and a bunch of floater decoys and, um, like maybe a blind or some blinds depends on how we're going to hunt the spot. And then on the other, and then in the field, I have a big enclosed trailer full of goose full bodies, you know, lucky ducks, spinning wing duck decoys, and then layout blinds. And then another kind of blind that we call an A-frame style blind. It's the Lucky Duck two by four blind. It's uh, like 10 foot long, four guys can sit in it. So you're sitting on chairs in that blind. So all that adds up to, you know, me having a lot of freaking storage problems. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it. So with, uh, like I've uh, been antelope hunting, let's say, and, uh, you know, driving around, you hit a puddle or, you know, a pond or whatever, and ducks fly up. And you guys take this shit seriously because it's like there's a green speckled whatever the fuck 
hauling ass. And I'm like, how do you even fucking know what that is? It's going like mock chicken across the prairie. And then we drive around there like, oh, that's a, and I'm making shit gad. Well, I don't know what the fuck the doctor. Anyway, I know what a yeah, mallard yeah. is, right? And so um, I'm, I'm having a rough time. Like I would be probably poaching if I went duck hunting because I don't know what, what the fuck I'm supposed to shoot. How... Talk about yeah, that a little dude. bit. Like what's legal, what's not oh, legal, that's... seasons. And how often, without committing a crime uh, on the podcast, does that get screwed up? And how serious are game wardens if you blast whatever, a left-handed duck, you're not yeah. supposed to shoot? Like that seems hard to – like an easy crime to commit on accident. Totally. That's that's such a good question because um, – okay, well – Yes, it happens. Uh, well, a hypothetically, not obviously, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it it doesn't happen for someone like me that like you've seen so many ducks. Oh, it happened with um, you if I came. You know what they are? Just. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I know what a duck looks like just by its silhouette and its wing beat. So, um, it, it's a little different than. <laughs> When I've got <laughs> be like, fuck, Sean, yeah, it was flying. flying. I got a pick. Like, yeah, I wouldn't it's be like, good. Sorry. It's like I shot five pintails. <laughs> Tripled on hen mallards. <laughs> yeah. Five pintails are in Call the blind. The game you Here shot a fucking coot? We shot what, seven canvas backs. So you can shoot like 15 coots a day. Uh, in, so you know. In Oregon, you can shoot 25. While I'm making fun of myself. Wow. Um, the the coot thing where that came from my buddies in wisconsin duck hunted and um they wanted me to go and uh i was getting ready to blast a coot i didn't know what the fuck it was right but it was obviously not intelligent and easy for me to shoot and so i shot it and i got made fun of a lot and my buddies mm -hmm. bought a my buddy bought a jennings like a week later and he was showing me this jennings bow and i said man that is the equivalent of shooting a coot and <laughs> So anyway, that's, that's the only reason I know what a coot is, but uh, keep going. Sorry, I interrupted uh, about the different oh, no, duck you're species. Good, man. Yeah, so I actually like hearing you bring up that that's like a concern for you because right now two states, Nebraska and South Dakota, are doing a tiered license um, where you can buy a hunting license there that actually doesn't have any species regulation. And their whole point is for people like you that don't know duck ID. Um, instead of you can shoot six ducks, two of which are hen mallards, three of which can be wood ducks, you know, one of which can be a pintail, all those regulations. This this version of their license, they're calling it the tier two license, is just you can shoot three ducks of any duck. And... Um, they they created that and they're testing that to see if it's something they'll continue offering based on new duck hunters. Uh, another interesting part about waterfowl overall and their management is that it's federally regulated, not just by state um, because they're a migratory bird. And you have, you know, the Migr Migratory Bird Treaty Act of 1918, the Lacey Act of 1900, and then the bird stamp act the duck stamp act of 1936 are all like um they all revolve around federal regulation of those species so you have to get real good at id because you're not just committing a state violation you're committing a federal violation so uh duck id is something you can't really take too lightly you know um but you learn quick i mean especially and this is one of the barriers to entry of waterfowl beyond just like gear is so expensive and so uh you like you need so much gear and so much money wrapped up in gear is uh kind of the mentorship role right you got to have someone that knows what the hell they're looking at when you shoot a hen bluebill um and if you don't you're walking on pretty thin ice mm-hmm I'll, I'll caveat to that because even for me, I mean, I grew up hunting ducks with my brothers when I was four years old. So growing up early, I mean, right now I can 100% tell what duck it is just by the way it flies. Um, but that takes right. time and mentorship, you know, like I could see someone, I get my friends growing up, you know, they'd be like, oh, what duck is that? And then it's like 100 yards away. I'm like, just tell them, oh, that's a gadwall, you know, instead of a mallard. Um, 
but yep. that, that takes time, you know, it's definitely not something that you could just go out there and know instantly. No. And then you start talking, um, like one of the easy ones that people get messed up would be hen mallards and gadwall, well, right? Hen hold, gadwall, especially hold, earlier in the year. Uh, mm-hmm. Hold on for, uh, I just, uh, to give an idea, um, of what I'm talking about, uh, you know, when it, when it comes to, 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 to this specific, um, subject. Okay. I'm going to read some off. All right. And this motherfucker is daunting. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot. So you think about this as me, I'm heading into the field, right? It says I can shoot whatever. And I Google this and I need to know what these are. And here you go. Mallard, Erugian teal, American black duck, wood duck, bufflehead, redhead, gadwall, canvas back, northern pintail, American widgeon, ruddy duck, ring neck duck, north shoveler, hooded meganser, common golden eye, green wing teal, cinnamon teal, something I can't pronounce, lesser something else, greater scalp, red breasted meganser, black scalp, yeah. scalp yeah, black bellied whistling duck, long tailed duck, Canadian goose, surfer, scooter, probably not pronounce these fulvius whistling duck common merganser <laughs> borrows golden eye harlequin duck white winged scooter snow goose common eater great white fronted <laughs> i don't even know what the fuck that is erugian widgeon king eider <laughs> ross's goose tundra swan brant black scooter cackling goose trumpster swan emperor goose american coot i know that one speckled <laughs> eider stellar's eider sandhill crane i know that one Mute Swan, I guess he's quiet. Mexican Duck, <laughs> and a bunch of other shit. <laughs> mute swan. Yeah, man, there's there. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna head right uh, in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna knock that shit out of the park. <laughs> I shot, I shot yeah, a mute right swan. Now, right now, I think there's 42 species that you can hunt of of duck and goose <laughs> yeah. in North America. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot, and it's all regulated in a sense. Like, there's areas where you can only shoot one pintail. You know, once if once if ducks come in, you shoot two in one shot. Like there's always a chance of that. So. so, so as you guys are discussing, think of it this way: if someone like myself or you or um, what uh, the meat eater or I don't, Brian Call, let's pick it, uh, Levi Morgan. Mm-hmm. Think if I mm-hmm. lost my career from a fucking duck, <laughs> right? Because it'll say poacher. Because I saw a fucking widgeon or whatever the hell some of those were. So it's like. And a federal offense. Yeah. yeah. So like I would need a Sean and probably one shell and a shot caller. Right. Because I do like shooting shit (laughs) to not break the law. So, no, I'm not excited about going duck hunting. People ask. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing. And the the thing is, is when it gets blasted across social media that it says Aaron Snyder poached, they're not going to mention I shot a fucking coot out of season or something. I didn't even know. It just looks bad. So that's, it is daunting how many different species are that are out there. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of regulation around waterfowl. It's definitely a concern by Fish and Wildlife Service of like, how do we keep new waterfowlers coming in? Because really what you have right now is you have, um, you have less and less waterfowlers every year, but the ones that are there are more and more avid. That's not what they want for license sales, right? That's the opposite of what they want. They want more people doing it, shooting less ducks a year. And instead what they're getting is people like, you know, people like myself that do it a lot and hunt all over and, you know, shoot a lot of ducks every year. Uh, Granted, like we're good for license sales when you go hunt 10 states but really what they need is the guy that duck hunts on grandpa's pond twice a year um but they're not getting that they're not recruiting those people and i man i think part of that is like exactly what you're saying that waterfowling is daunting uh like on its face to to novice duck hunters and they go watch someone like duck commander and have this expectation of, oh, we're going to go out, we're going to shoot a crap load of ducks, you know, we're going to shoot six ducks a person, and they're just going to be mobbing into the decoys. Uh, that's not the case for most people. So I think another part of it is realistic expectations for for new duck hunters of what what like a good hunt looks like when you're when you're new to the game. Oh yeah. I mean, if you start someone out, you take them out and, uh, 
you don't see any ducks. I mean, I've been there before, but you know, it's, it happens. Um, but if you go out, someone's freezing their ass off and they don't see any ducks, then instantly they're not going to be interested. Right. Right. Not, not to get off the subject of, of ducks, but I did go goose hunting once. I've told this story and don't quote me on what I shot or whatever. Uh, I'm in like this blind where you step on like the brake thing and it pops open. Um, like laying on the mm-hmm. ground colder than a motherfucker <laughs> up at the ass crack of dawn to set up all these like sheet decoy things all over the place, like in a field or whatever. And, yep. uh, and so I'm in, and I've got a Benelli, um, it, it would be like m- the military version, but a super black Eagle and, uh, w- which I borrowed. And, uh, yeah, I got a, like a fucking crazy ass, super full Turkey choke looking like I can reach out and touch them. So mm-hmm. the guys I was with knew what they were doing and, uh, whatever, like on and on. Anyway, I shoot three geese and that's the end of my fucking story. I did all of that for three geese. That's all I could shoot. And I'm like, wait, I'm done. And then I got to lay there yep. cause it's colder than shit. Right. And so you have to be into it. It's be the same thing as me freezing my balls off to get the perfect photo of something. Like, why would I want to do that? With that, I was like, man, that's cool if you're into it. I probably screwed it up. I tried to cook the geese and I, I didn't, you know, I, I probably should have made it into, I don't know, jerky or something. But um, it, it was a lot of work. But the guys that I was with are like balls deep into it. I mean, like addicted to it. But like, I guess snow geese, you can shoot a shitload of. Yeah, some areas. You yeah, can. man. But maybe we were shooting yeah. Canadians. I just remember I could only kill three because I was done. Yeah, you're shooting Canadians. Yeah, you had to have been shooting Canada's. Yeah, not Canadians. Uh, <laughs> I, I think you'd say. get arrested if you were shooting Canadians. <laughs> they crossed over, so Aaron had to take them out. <laughs> yeah, I was calling them Canadians. Maybe that's where they were looking at me funny. Um, but yeah, it would. Uh, <laughs> but it, I mean, like I said, it was. I mean, if you're into it, like I was super cool. Those blinds were awesome. My final approach, maybe, is that? Final approach. Blind. Mm-hmm. Had like a little step thingy and then it flew open. And then uh, they've got like box blinds that do that too for uh, duck hunting, I think, where the top pops off or or something. Anyway. Yeah. It, it seems like it's a very potentially expensive um, hobby. But uh, I know guys that go like you, I'm sure. I mean, they like eat, eat, sleep. That's all they do is, is duck hunt. So... Well, I, well, I am not understanding the allure to it. Maybe you guys can. Is it just the trigger time? Is that part of it? Like it's like you know when you're good at it, there's a lot of action. No, man. I think it's the. I think it's just like anything that some of us become obsessed with. Whether you become obsessed with, you know, business or getting the perfect photo or whatever it is, uh, it's that that chase of perfection, right? Um, To be able to be effective at duck hunting consistently rather than like, okay, growing up, we would just go kind of to, let's say when I was like 12, 13, we'd just kind of go to the marsh that was like our local marsh or one of a few different ones, public land, and we'd go show up Saturday morning and whatever happened, happened, right? Sometimes you'd shoot two ducks. Sometimes you'd shoot 15. Um, but you didn't dictate your own outcome, right? And then I went on a duck hunt with a guy, Kevin Streeter, and he showed me at the age of whatever, 13, if you knew what you were doing, if you knew how to really scout and find a good, like find the spot, the X, right, where the ducks really want to be, and you really knew how to hide, really knew how to set a attractive looking decoy spread, knew how to call. Um, he actually had a ban on duck calls in his blind. He didn't allow anyone to use a duck call. Um, he, he, he believed in being quiet, but it's beside the point. Uh, went with him and we are shooting beautiful, you know, late season green heads dropping from the heavens shot a three man limited ducks. And I was like, Oh, like there's, there's levels to this, right? There's, there's just doing it. And then there's being the best at it. And that started my obsession, Uh, man. I can count on one hand, the amount of like life decisions I've made that weren't based around duck hunting and none of them really worked out for me. So (laughs) I'm sticking with making decisions around ducks because I've, really 
man, I've just focused on getting damn good at duck hunting and being as good at it as I can and learning the intricacies of different places and duck behavior, even food. Um, you know, you find out how to look for smart weed, how to look for, I know um, where the smart weed is in Colorado. Grass. I can tell you that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> they can find, they can find and in Oregon as well. Uh, yeah. And in Oregon. <laughs> Some of that California smart weed. Yeah. Uh, what, what the hell is smart weed? Just, uh, so it's a, it, yeah, it's a plant that like grows in, moist soil environments grows in marshes you've probably seen it um in like creek bottoms and marshes it's a in the winter it's kind of a curled over plant that's really deep red color Mm -hmm. um it, it makes a marsh look red almost purple when you find it um anyway it's got this little seed on it a bunch of little seeds on it that ducks just love it's like crack cocaine for a duck and uh, being able to kind of get yourself to that knowledge and, and, and kind of perfect the craft is what gets me ate up with it. Right. If I, um, if I can scout and find a bunch of ducks that nobody else is hunting, cause I went on on X and I just scrolled around till I found a spot that had all the combination of habitat I want. It has food, agriculture, water, and hopefully uh pretty far from any urban environment and i can go find ducks there because the satellite image shows me that it should be ducky environment then i can go get permission on that and then ultimately go from getting permission to a successful hunt where you know we bang them up like that's that's a whole journey the whole bit all of it and um to be able to do that repeatedly, not just like get lucky once in a while, but be able to do it three, four or five times a week. That's, that's what gets me going. So, uh, uh, the photography side of this, um, mm-hmm. which it seems very, I would go duck hunting to photograph it. It is, seems very photo friendly, uh, as, you know, far as that goes. Oh yeah. Uh, is that what initially, was it for some of the promotion for the guiding? Was it, you just like photography, a little bit of everything? What got you into the photo side of it? Yeah, for sure, man. I I'd always loved just taking photos since I was in high school. I'd never gotten into the video side of things. Right. And then, so video getting into video, uh, was definitely a business decision for me, but then you get obsessed with that too. You get obsessed with like being able to hold focus and track a duck coming through the sky to finishing over the decoys all the way through, you know, kill shot dog, picking it up the whole bit. And I mean, you even get obsessed with that part and like, yeah, I get, you know, I get pumped. I've got a video clip here from week and a half ago where there's a perfect Drake widgeon just hovering over the lucky ducks. I mean, like it, it's slow motion, but he's hovering there perfectly in place for like six seconds. And it's just the most beautiful photogenic thing. And I got this, you know, no one even shot that duck. Um, <laughs> I get pumped about it. Like, cause, cause ultimately <clears throat> the, the part that's exciting about it isn't just getting the shot, but it's that you did everything the whole way through to fool on that duck, right? You had to scout the spot. You had to set the spread. You had to get hid. And ultimately like you convince that duck that you are a bunch of other ducks. So, the the convincing or whatever of the other ducks how much from state to state do the um the laws change meaning like can you use electronic duck calls in some states can you use electronic decoys in some states not in others i'm sure there's a plug rule for all shotguns you get three shots right yeah it's got to be saying but yep how much does that change per state because uh like you know for me not knowing how to call a duck um I'm pretty much stuck to puddle jumping or cheating with electronic game call, which I got to imagine is illegal. (laughs) (laughs) That is, that is illegal. Uh, the only thing you're allowed to use 
electronic call for is snow geese in the spring. Um, you can use, you can use an electronic call for them. Um, I always recommend like when someone's new to calling that they, they make this $6.99 duck whistle, a uh, bunch of different companies make them that you can sound like a widgeon, a pintail, a Drake Mallard or a teal with that thing with no like experience. It's like, if you want to sound like a widgeon, it's that's it. Yeah. 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 And you go do that. Yep. That's yeah. Drake Mallard. And like, you can be an effective caller with a $7 piece of plastic if you want. That's to. all my brothers gave me that first thing growing up when I was like eight. And that's all I did was just sit there and call for him. Um, they gave me the whistle. So just widgeon, I just go through a sequence of widgeon Drake Mallard. And, uh, I mean, like you're saying, yeah, you could just have that and you can call in ducks super easy. Yeah. Oh yeah. And anytime I have someone new in the blind or someone that I think's a bad duck caller, uh, (laughs) as far as mallard calls, I just hand them a whistle and be like, you just, (laughs) you just toot on this. Yeah. Um, (laughs) as far as like other regulations, uh, state to state, um, yeah, there, most states you can use motorized decoys, not all, um, Washington, you cannot, Oregon. And then Oregon, you can't? No, you can't. Okay. Maybe, maybe I had that wrong. It might or be, I think it's maybe. Could be both, but I know just, well, from growing up in Oregon, you can, we, we used, when it was good windy days, we used wind ducks, um, but you couldn't use a mojo. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then uh, Arkansas in the public timber you cannot, um, but everywhere else, from my understanding, most places you can use motorized. Um, you know the the other cool, you, and you can use manual, uh, like motion decoys, so that you guys have the pull string ones out there that everyone uses, right? Yeah, we we'd use those in Oregon as well pull string onto a decoy yeah. we'd build we'd build our own actually uh my brothers and i we got pretty pretty into it we'd get a decoy drill the holes and then create our own little wings with you know plastic and then you can mm-hmm. create your own pull string but yeah i mean when you can't use a mojo you get creative so yeah have the ducks gotten smart like the big game animals where it's a lot <laughs> harder <laughs> they're like no i'm not falling for the uh, banana and the pale tailpipe trick like fuck that i'm not landing down there have they gotten smarter yeah. uh i'm assuming some of them will oh totally man they, they've gotten you know snow geese are the ones that are really crazy how much they've changed uh 50 years ago guys just hunted over what they called texas rags which was just white cloth rags out in the field and you just tie a bunch of those onto stakes and go set them out in a field and that's how you'd shoot snow geese now you can have 1500 2000 like molded painted uv plastic like white snow goose decoys that are per- like perfect examples of what a snow goose would look like and they fly right by like you ain't even there like it's pretty impressive how much they've adapted yeah you got to think right like uh as they're heading south for winter every every winter the ones that do make it are telling their buddy like man that shit in that field was not cool right and then <laughs> and then they oh, figure it out right they're, they're full of steel flying away they're like ow yeah no shit <laughs> wait what was that movie open season where it's like it all started in the Pekingese and he's like all fucking twitchy and shit uh or whatever Kamikaze <laughs> pilots. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I no, it just seems like you look at anything where you hunt, you know, a um high dollar ranch for elk or you know, they're less bothered. They they call more, whatever. Even turkeys, like I've hunted heavily pressured public land, it's doable. But then I've hunted on private land for turkeys and it's it's a, it's a lot more doable. I mean yeah. the, you know you you got it. You know, it's like a Primos video when you know what you're when you're on private land hunting turkeys, right? They just come strutting in. Calls don't even mm-hmm. sound that good. They're coming, and they used to call elk in with a grass reed, right? Yeah, yeah that shit ain't happening now. Yeah. No, I got to imagine. Yeah, it's the same thing with duck and in in geese hunting. And the, I mean, honestly, the effective range of a shotgun has got to be double to triple what it was thirty years ago. Oh yeah. Well, yes and no. I mean. Uh, y- 
it's pretty dang good. But you got to remember that those old boys, um, you know, they used to shoot lead through a full choke. That's true. Yeah. Uh, like 32 <laughs> inch barrel shotgun. Uh, a guy shooting a 10 gauge, 10 gauge T shot, like 30 years ago, they could reach they out. could bring a goose down yeah. from a long way. Probably, probably yeah. shooting five shots too. Have you, you guys ever seen, well, shit, I don't know that you have, you're too young. Sean, how old are you? 29 well yeah maybe not but uh, tk and mike it was kind of comical hunting videos way back like 90s 2000 and they had uh, uh, like the uh the ww it was the waterfowl Widowmaker, and uh oh yeah i have seen that. it was like a <laughs> 10 gate and then that. he he's like when you get them ducks flying over on a bluebird sky like today you break out old ww it's it's like a now yes, i model. have seen that video just it's a great. giant truck yeah he shoots knocks them out and then like every few seconds a duck falls for <laughs> i don't know what made me think of that hunting videos back in the day vhs but that shit is like well I, to me it seems like down south uh is the the biggest like duck hunting but what what would you say is like the uh you know most predominant duck hunting areas oh yeah man that's a great question i mean it's it's cultural down there right in the same way like pheasant hunting is became part of culture in south dakota or whitetail hunting in wisconsin you know arkansas is the duck state i mean that's they have the most duck hunters. They shoot the most ducks. They, I mean, a huge part of their economy revolves around it. Um, so you got to always mention Arkansas, number one. Um, but honestly, you know, Texas, California, like Central Valley and Northern California is huge, man. Um, at least when they had water. Getting their water back now, but... Uh, and then and then when you go from there it it becomes like there's really good waterfowling spread out all over the country but it's not part of the culture if that makes sense um you know south dakota is really good duck hunting but there's really not that many duck hunters compared to a place like arkansas or coastal texas okay so one of the things like I have found that there are guys and you, you could be one of them that travel like duck, like, like turkey hunters do all over the place, you know, like what the white tail, you know, rut, rut fest, rut, rut, to, rut, rut, what do they call that? <laughs> rut life? Anyway, you're right there, whatever. They do the big one. Yeah. The one thing mm-hmm. I've, I've heard is actually, you might know him, the TSS guy, uh, Blake Rice. You know, Blake, he has yeah, the- I don't. You know what I'm talking about? He has the shell, the, mm-hmm. I think it's tungsten uh, shells or shotgun shells or whatever, like the tungsten uh, pellets or whatever, I think. Yeah. Anyway, he was telling me a story about, so I guess when you rent a truck, um, you can't hook a boat to it, um, but you can a U-Haul. And so they're traveling all over duck hunting and they had to rent a U-Haul to pull the... Uh, to, you know, to pull the boat around and then they were like on a lake and they dropped the U-Haul keys, but then they were out of U-Hauls to, <laughs> dude, it's the most fucked up story for killing ducks, right? Or whatever. But like, I, is there a lot of people that do that multiple state kind of loop during the uh, duck season? There's getting to be more and more, um, kind of just like every other, you know, group of hunters. Um, I do it a lot. You know, I don't know how many states I've hit now, probably 15 maybe i don't know exactly how many states i've hunted now but um yeah there's there's some guys that really do the whole migration right they start in canada and they end in louisiana and then they follow the snow geese back north um there's getting to be more and more of those guys because uh, if you want to man you can hunt waterfowl from august with resident honker seasons, Canada goose seasons, um, all the way through May with snow goose hunting. And you could hunt every single day from, you know, August 15th to May 31st. Wow. So here's the big question, which I've, you know, what do you do with all the ducks? Do you make duck jerky? Is it like Bubba and Forrest 
where he lists like 75 different things you're making out of shrimp. You got to get pretty creative, I would imagine, with duck. Like that duck gumbo. Yeah. <laughs> duck nope, gumbo. That, that's Popcorn it. Popcorn duck. Yeah. You got jalapeno Lemon popper duck. duck. <laughs> yes. So what, what do you, uh, you know, I mean, what do you, what do, you do with the, the duck? I mean, do you, I've, I've heard it can be very good if you cook it correctly, um, grind it up, jerky, or do you, have you done just about everything? Dude. Uh, duck and goose has gotten such a bad reputation for no good reason at all. It is, it is my source of meat. You know, it's what I eat and, uh, my ducks, I pluck mostly and just cook like roasted duck or spatchcocked or whatever the hell you feel like doing that day. And that fat, I mean, that was, that fat was a delicacy a hundred years ago, uh, and for whatever reason, after the market hunting days, it's like America kind of forgot how dang good duck is. <clears throat> and then you kind of got into where everyone just started breasting ducks, making what, you know, the same old, same old that everyone does with wild game duck poppers with a jalapeno cream cheese wrap and bacon, which don't get me wrong, delicious. But like there's a lot more things you can do with duck. So I pluck most of my ducks and cook them skin on, um, get them nice and crispy. And then I'll take the fat and do duck fat potatoes and make a little horseradish cream sauce, almost like a prime rib horseradish sauce, uh, with the duck dude, that'll, I mean, that's fine dining right there. And I think the thing a lot of people get wrong with waterfowl is that they try to cook it like it's poultry, but you need to cook it like it's steak. Um, it's a dark meat and it's lean if you don't keep the skin on. So with goose, a lot of times I do ton of Mexican food with it, right? Fajitas or quesadillas, things like that. Um, I just actually did duck fajitas two nights ago, Tuesday night, or sorry, goose fajitas Tuesday night that were to die for. I mean, so good, but you got to cook it hot and fast or low and slow. Yeah. I will say like a good, uh, a fat mallard cooked, uh, medium rare is, uh, one of the better, one of the better game meats out there. Dude. Anyone that doesn't like that, just, (laughs) you don't like game meat period. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's so good. Mm -hmm. Okay. So with, uh, we kind of covered a bunch of different things here. So for someone looking at getting into duck hunting, uh, the shotgun, right, from the ground up, right, you can go hunt naked, you need a gun. What should they get for a shotgun? Um, like the standard Moss, uh, Mossberg 500 that, uh, the you know, whatever, a lot of guys had the Remington 870, you've got the Benelli's, like, and, and you, may, you may have a, a shotgun sponsor. What's a good one to get started with? Yeah, it's all about what you like, what you're willing to spend, what what you can afford, man. Um, to me, I've shot Benelli for a long time, and then shot Benelli for quite a long time, and their inertia system's great. But a lot of guys don't have two grand to go dump on a Benelli. Um, the Berettas are great, but same deal. It's two thousand uh, dollars. As far as like price point budget shotguns, the Weatherby and the Franke are two great shotguns. The Weatherby is pretty much a Benelli M2. The Weatherby element is pretty much a Benelli M2 for cheap. Um, I shot that the last couple seasons. It's been great. The Franke, same deal, is like a Benelli. It's actually made by Benelli. Um, great shotgun. So I would say any of those, those are kind of the ones to go to for me. I really just like the Benelli system, the inertia system. Um, if guys do go the inertia route, some semi-automatic route, um, there's some cleaning videos online that are worth watching that like, you got to kind of know how to clean a inertia shotgun properly. If you're going to duck hunt and spend a lot of time in the, cold and wet yeah, with a semi-auto if you don't clean it properly you'll start getting some jams and that's what i my youth that's what i grew up with and uh i didn't clean it very well <laughs> so uh definitely watch those videos on cleaning those uh, uh and once you 
once you figure out how to clean it, then you're your money, right? Oh yeah. yeah. But you'll be cursing a $2,000 shotgun if you don't take the time to learn how to properly clean them. Yeah. That's probably why Mossberg's fire no matter what is they do <laughs> yeah. not have tight tolerances. So it's hard to, uh, well, this was back in the day, right? So, you know, the first shotgun mm-hmm. I bought, cause it was the cheapest one and that thing, I hardly ever cleaned. It didn't jam, but it was also a bit rattly and not super tight tolerances. Yeah. Even like those eight seventies. Yeah. I mean, a good pump, like those eight seventy pumps, um, my brother had one since I was, you know, like four all the way to now. And that thing still operates, you know, and he rarely cleans it. So, um, not saying those old 870 those old, wing masters, yeah, those 870, those old ones are, are hard to beat, but obviously now I'm not sure the quality of them. So, but it's always good to just clean your guns no matter what. But, um, but yeah, even a pump shotgun can be, if you can find it at a pawn shop or something just to get started, um, that could be a good route as well. Yeah, for sure, man. I will. I will say like, and I don't have any affiliation, but that Weatherby Element for seven hundred bucks is sweet shotgun. That's but, a pretty. You know, deal. you want to. Yeah, dude, it's it's a great shotgun. But then, if you want to go like the full blown Benelli route, go the Benelli M2. Everyone wants to always buy the Super Black Eagle two for you know two thousand bucks. It's like, but that Benelli M2 with a three, it shoots three inch, not three and a half, but in my opinion, I mean, I never shoot three and a half inch. Uh, all you need is a three inch shotgun with a good choke. Yeah, I'd say so. The only time I shoot three and a half is for turkeys. Yeah. So obviously if you're puddle jumping, that works. What are some of the other things we're getting closer to an hour here? So I don't want to keep you on too long. Some of the other things other than obviously a gun cleaning kit, uh, they might want to grab waders seem like a smart one, but, uh, you know, kind of top to mm-hmm. bottom getting into it for 2,500 bucks with the end. Yeah, shotgun. dude, you can get a lot with 2,500 bucks. Yep. I would say waders, um, get yourself some waders. If you want, make them also your fishing waiter. Uh, <laughs> just gonna have to layer good underneath. In on top of that, man, um, starting with decoys. My suggestion always when someone's getting into it is go ch- check Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist. Guys are always trying to get rid of old decoys, and they're just trying to get them out of their garage. You know, they went and bought nice new decoys, but they just need them out of their way you can buy a huge decoy spread off Facebook marketplace for cheap. And then if you live in a state where you can use, um, spinning wing decoys, like that's how you get a lot of visibility. That's how you're going to get the attention of birds. If you can't afford to have a hundred decoys out, but you can afford two or three dozen, the way you're going to get a bunch of visibility to those ducks is, a spinner. So go get a lucky duck junior pair or something like that. And then, uh, a blind, you know, it's a way to hide, uh, whether it's a layout blind, if you're going to be hunting like fields or short grass stuff, um, there's a, or you can, you know, go get a, a frame like sitting upright blind. Those are expensive, but they're, they're worth it, man. I've had the lucky duck two by four blind for geez, five years now at four, maybe five, I think. And then, I mean, that blind just, it goes and you know, yeah, it's $500 blind, but I use it almost every hunt and I can put four guys in it. So going on something like that with your buddies. Yeah. That point, man, you're, I mean, you're in it pretty cheap and you're effective. Oh, and you have to have Onyx. I mean, if you want to scout and be effective. Yeah. So with the, um, how much is a duck boat for new duck boat? I'm like rolling in the dough, pimping to <laughs> I'm broke as shit, but I love duck hunting. Within, uh, within reason on the broke as shit side, obviously you could yeah. take a raft out of yeah. this, but you know what I mean? Canoe. And if you're broke as shit, yep. go the canoe route canoe. and get you some camo netting to hide it. Mm-hmm. That's, what, um, that's what we can do, do a lot with a canoe. Do you know what a, a pod? Yeah, if you're rolling into cash, what was that? Do you know what a pod is? It's like a, a canoe kayak mm-hmm. hybrid, okay. but it was made for duck hunting, but we grew up with that. I still have it now. Um, but basically, all you need is a canoe. Like, you know, it's 
it's not that it's not an expect you can find one on Facebook Marketplace and uh, you can be rolling in the ducks just as much as someone with a you know twenty thousand dollar bass boat. I mean a twenty thousand dollar duck boat. Yeah, yeah. If you're really rolling in it, Aaron, as far as like top end, um, you would go buy like a Excel boat with a mud buddy motor on it, which is like a air cooled motor for running in super shallow water. That's those swamp boats you see. Um, but that's, you know, 30 grand brand new. Yeah, that sounds expensive, but, um, you know, probably worthwhile, uh, if you're into it or whatever. I mean, again, I just spent, I don't know how much Mm -hmm. on a camera lens and, 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 you know, that's kind of my thing. So it makes sense if that's what you're doing. So, but where, um, where can people kind of find you? Do you have YouTube videos, your, your social media page? And obviously you will not be messaging me for any duck hunting questions. Um, where can, you know, can you mind people message you with, uh, with questions? Yeah, hit me with all the questions people got. Uh, Sean Weaver, DWC on Instagram is probably the best place to find me. Uh, here eventually you'll start seeing a lot more stuff with uh, content of mine popping up with Lucky Duck. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much all you need. I've got some YouTube videos that are great to go watch if you want. Sean Weaver on YouTube. So, Gotcha. Well, cool, man. Um yeah, I don't really have anything else to to add. I think I've made fun of myself enough on my uh, inefficiencies as a duck hunter, but I appreciate you hopping on and Kenneth joining me. Um, and uh, we need to and, get you duck hunting, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, where? Um, how far are you from like <laughs> Rapid City? Mm, four and a half. How far are you from Buffalo? Not about pretty similar. So driving to either of those places, would I drive and drive through your neck of the woods? Um, no, no, you would have, I'm way Eastern. Oh, Buffalo. Wait, what Buffalo? South Dakota, way Northwest. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you wouldn't drive. I'm way out East, like, uh, Northeast South Dakota. Gotcha. Cool. No, I was just wondering in case I was driving through, uh, your neck of the woods, there'd be a much higher percentage of, of possibility for me to go duck hunting <laughs> if that was the case. But now it's back to like 70, 30, <laughs> 30, 70, I guess. Um, no, I appreciate it. I'm sure I'll go at some point or Kenneth will drag my ass out and go. It'd be fun to just photograph Yeah, drag it. his ass out, Kenneth. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll get him out. I'll get him out. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's funny. Well, man, I, I can't thank you enough for, for coming on. Kind of a different thing for me, but uh, I have had a lot of people ask me about getting somebody who knows about duck hunting on. So this was great. Yeah, anytime, man. Love to do it again. Cool. All right. I appreciate it. Take it easy and uh, good luck with the duck hunting. Don't shoot the wrong duck. Thank you, Sean. (laughs) Thanks, Aaron. All right. Take it easy. Bye.